Hello and welcome. You are listening to Embodied Curiosity. In this show, we will explore self-compassion and holistic health through the lens of embodiment, intuition, nature connection, and neuroscience. I'm your host, Michaela, and I'm so excited for you to join me. Hey, welcome back. I have been rereading one of my favorite books, Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. This book has been so impactful in my life, and I wanted to share my thoughts and insights as I read through each chapter. This is set up sort of like a virtual book group, so feel free to get a copy of the book and follow along with me. I also uploaded video versions of these episodes on my YouTube channel. You can find my channel by just searching my name, Michaela Rands, or you can click the link in the description. I hope you gain some insights as I share my process with the stories in this powerful little book. Aloha! I'm currently on Maui. I'm in a really cool tree. It's super easy to climb and right on the beach, just at a park. Uh, I just wanted to come on and make a quick video of some of my thoughts about the introduction section of Women Who Run With The Wolves. Uh, I'm not able to be there in person for this book group, so we're going to try and do like a virtual book group. And my idea is uh, I came up with a few prompts that I will answer and then I'll post them on the event and then you guys can each um, kind of come up with your own responses to those prompts and just tell us a little bit about how the introduction um, made you feel and what came up for you. Um, You can also post a video if you'd like if you want to practice being witnessed and being on video, it's it's a little nerve-wracking and weird, but I'm practicing. <laughs> so here I am. Um, I'll start with the first prompt, which is just an overall, like, I would love to hear how the introduction made you feel. Was it easy for you to read? Um, was it sort of, um, did it go over your head? Did it feel too much? Did it feel overwhelming? Or did some emotions come up? Um, and yeah, what were some just big pieces that stood out to you? And so for me, um, the introduction's always been one of my my less favorite sections of the book. I think because I really um, benefit from the stories in the book, and there's no stories in the introduction, it's it feels really dense, and I kind of feel like I'm just getting through it. Um, but this this time around, as I was reading it and I was writing some notes, um, some things really stuck out, and I did sort of feel. Um, that reaffirmation of some of the feelings that the book overall makes me feel, which is just the idea that story is medicine, um, the idea that we all have this kind of unseeable, unknowable presence um, and sense of the wild woman archetype in our lives, and that the only way to really experience her is it's very personal, and to use stories and archetypes and metaphors is actually really helpful because she can't be boxed in and she can't really be described with words. And so I really got that from reading the intro this time around. I've been rereading it over my trip. So yeah, some of the things that really stuck out to me, I kind of wrote a few notes. I love that she talked about um, the, the similarities between wolves, healthy wolves and healthy women. And you know, it's funny because I have domesticated dogs, which are technically wolves. So I think a lot about how, about the relationship between um, me as like a somewhat feral or domesticated human and and my dogs, which, you know, have all sorts of neuroses 
from being that from being kind of disconnected from their instincts but they're definitely in a lot of ways more connected to their instincts than I feel like I am as a human so that's that was really cool to read about um, wolves and women both having keen sensing a playful spirit a heightened capacity for devotion uh, relational by nature inquiry um, endurance and strength deeply intuitive that's a really big one brave and uh, constantly adaptive so those are things that a healthy wolf and a healthy woman might have in common um, then it went on to talk about yeah that we all know this feeling this they called it the taste of the wild um, this feeling of of the wild woman and when we feel her in our lives and some of the ty the times that the book talked about that you might feel the taste of the wild woman um, would be for example when you're pregnant I've never been pregnant when you're nursing or raising a child I've never done those things either but I imagine that would be a really like a feeling of really like yeah closest to the wild nature um, in a lover relationship I feel like I've definitely felt um, the wild woman in that in those relationships um, tending to a garden um, watching a sunset that's a really big one for me I just feel um, it, such a, a daily reminder that we're on this beautiful planet um, sounds that vibrate the heart is another time that people might experience the wild woman um, drums and whistles calls and cries I feel like music definitely brings me there um, words and poetry for sure like sometimes it feels like I'm just a channel for for words and so that's that feels mystical and otherworldly and so in some ways that is my experience of the wild woman something that she left out from that section when she was talking about the taste of the wild was movement and dancing um, I think she talked a little bit about it but I would say for me that would be where I have Mo almost most experienced the wild woman that and just connection to nature in general so not just sunsets but being in the ocean um, being yeah in deep nature where I feel actually a lot of times being in water I think really helps me feel part of it like I feel like I'm really like communicating with the elements so that was my second prompt for you guys is where have you experienced the wild woman um, and on it's on page five where she kind of goes through a bunch of examples so if any of those just like pinged you or felt like extra strong like oh maybe like the drum the drum is really where you feel the wild woman or maybe the time you tended a garden um, so just looking through on page five and and I would love to know where you guys have felt the wild woman um, and then she goes on to talk about how if we name it and the words wild and woman are just both so important um, and and kind of go cross-cultural like no matter who you are you know what those two words mean in an instinctual level so that was really powerful another prompt that I wanted to ask um, if you skip to page 9 there's a section where she talks about some of the symptoms of a disrupted relationship with the wildish force in the psyche um, there's a huge list on page 9 and she goes through it's do you feel dry? Do you feel fatigued, frail, depressed, confused, powerless, gay, uh, gagged, muzzled, unaroused, frightened, weak, doubtful, shame-bearing? That's a big one. Um, fuming and volatile, so really angry. Maybe um, stuck or uncreative, compressed, uncertain, um, without inspiration, without animation, without soulfulness, without meaning. These are all symptoms that maybe modern psychology or, or traditional psychology doesn't really address 
Um, maybe they just think it's normal to feel that way, to feel, yeah, uninspired. And so my third prompt for you guys is which of these symptoms have you experienced? Like which of these, as you're reading them, really um, struck a chord for you? And, you know, for me, I definitely lean towards... Um, yeah, I was actually thinking of it in terms of fight, flight, or freeze, and I definitely lean toward freeze. So for me, it's like the uncreative, the stuck, um, the kind of like weak or, yeah, depressed maybe. Um, every once in a while, I definitely feel the volatile and the fuming. Um, I feel really like indecisive is the word that comes up for me. When I'm feeling really disconnected from my wildish nature, I feel yeah a total lack of clarity like I don't know what I want or I don't know what to do and it just makes me feel more depressed because it's it's hard to just like not have any spark you know it feels like your fire is just like a little tiny uh, tiny ember and you can't get it to like grow and that's something that I've felt a lot so I was wondering if you guys have felt any symptoms of a disruptive relationship with your wildish nature um, I'm sure we all have and so I'd, I'd love to hear which of those really resonated with you then she really she goes into and I wish she went into more depth because now I'm like oh, I want to hire her she goes into how she goes through sessions one-on-one -on -one. she she uses dream time material and stories she uses craft making um, that was like a really big one just making things with your hands you know maybe you're a sculptor or maybe you like she said you could even tie a ribbon and either way um, I wrote down this quote art is important so creating things with your hands right art is important for it commemorates the seasons of the soul or a special or tragic event in the soul's journey wow that really spoke to me that was really cool um, yeah and then near the end you know she she talks about a lot of beautiful images of her connection and where she gets all of her stories and it just one of the feelings I kept feeling is like anticipation like I'm so excited to read all these stories with you guys um, my last prompt is kind of near the end on page 19 she she talks about the doors to the wild self so she says the doors to the wild self are few but precious and some of the ones she brings up are you, you might have a deep scar you might have an old old story that you know you might have a, a super strong love of sky or love of water um, that's almost unbearable. Um, you might be yearning for a deeper life or a full life or a sane life. And any of these can be a door to the wild self. For me, the door to the wild self is probably, like I said before, like um, my, my super strong love of water and of nature and just of having my bare feet in the dirt, in the mud. Um, being in the ocean, being in a river or a creek or a lake, um, those seem like doors and then I just want to explore those. Um, another door for me is like, is creating music, so like singing, like sometimes just singing or also creating poetry, you have a, have a similar feeling of just like, you're, you're sort of like pulling from the ether and it just makes you feel um, this, this power that I didn't even really know I had and it's coming from somewhere else for sure so those are those are some of the doors that i resonate with but i want to know what doors to the wild self you guys resonate with because those are the doors i think we should really focus on through this book um thinking about where to lean into like where what to prioritize what practices in your life will help you um bring those places more to conscious awareness so that you can feel more of your your wildish self 
uh, yeah, please um, respond. You can even respond on this video. I'm probably gonna just write out the prompts on the event page, so you can just type up just little things that you that came to mind. Um, I've never done this book group online thing, so I hope this works out. And thank you for watching this super long 11-minute video. Uh, I hope I was clear and this all made sense. I'm gonna hopefully post this while I have service because we're running off to go into the jungle today. So I love all of you. Thank you for being here. And yeah, I hope I see you guys when I get back. Thank you for listening to Embodied Curiosity. I hope you picked up some valuable insights to inspire you to stay curious and embodied.